Hello and welcome to Gospel Conversations. My name is Doug Dunbar. I'm the lead pastor at Gospel Chapel in Grand Forks, British Columbia. And in Gospel Conversations, uh, we connect with our missionaries uh, around the world and have a conversation with them, get to know them and get to know uh, their story, their journey of faith, their walk with Jesus, their call to ministry and the passion that God has put on their hearts at this time. And uh, today we are on episode 11 and we are talking with Matt and Josie Jaggers from Family Life Canada. Matt and Josie live in Kelowna, BC and they are well known to the Gospel Chapel family because they have lived and served in Grand Forks and uh, we'll touch on that a little bit in the conversation. But they're working with Family Life Canada which is a division of power to change. The vision of Family Life Canada is to bring help and hope to every marriage and family. Believing that the family is the foundation of every community and that a healthy marriage is the cornerstone of a strong family and the ultimate and lasting strength of every marriage is found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. So Family Life Canada has an extensive team uh, across Canada um, <clears throat> with various support staff, regional directors and representatives and Matt and Josie have been serving with Family Life Canada for the past few years and are the directors of, um, or, or the representatives uh, for Interior BC and they are directly supported as Gospel Chapel missionaries. You know, we have historically viewed missions as something that special people do somewhere else other than the country that we live in. But the reality is, is that we really need to get over that because people all around the world and people right across the street from you need to hear the good news of Jesus Christ and how it impacts everything in our lives. It impacts our homes, it impacts our parenting, it impacts our marriages. Every culture and every country has a need uh, uh, for God's people to live and to work and to speak the gospel into everyday life. And so Matt and Josie are serving in Canada to help the gospel impact families and marriages right here in Canada. And they are serving the interior of BC. So missions isn't something we support that happens over there. It also happens right here. And Matt and Josie, serving with Power to Change, uh, are seeking to embody the gospel through their families so that others can be encouraged and find help and hope for their families and in their families. And as with all of these conversations, we're going to get to know Matt and Josie a bit because there's some of us that just don't know them all that well, though they have lived here, grown up here, served here. Um, we need to get to know them a bit, get to know how Jesus has changed their life uh, together, how he has molded and shaped their lives for his kingdom purposes today. So, here's my conversation with Matt and Josie Jaggers of Family Life Canada. <laughs> well, Matt and Josie, uh, thanks for taking some time today to, uh, to chat with me on this, uh, in this format. This is kind of cool. I've been doing this with a number of our missionaries, uh, even as far away as the Ukraine over this last year, and it's been really cool. Uh, because normally we, you know, if you come and visit us, we get about 15 minutes on the stage and it's kind of like, hi, this is who we are. And maybe a few conversations in the foyer and it's gone. Uh, and so this is just a, a way we're connecting with, uh, with, uh, various missionaries 
just to get a good introduction to our, our church and so we get to know you a bit more. And so the, uh, I just want to start there. Uh, we're going to get to know you a bit. So where do you guys, you guys have a long history with Grand Forks, and uh, but some of our people don't know that. So just tell us, where were you born and where did you grow up? Sure. Uh, sounds good. And, yeah, and thanks for the opportunity to connect this way, Doug. We're, we're excited to share a little bit about who we are and, and how we're involved with our ministry. So, mm-hmm. uh, Hun, where were you born? I was born right in Grand Forks. Right. So. Huh born and and my parents have lived in Grand Forks for over 50 years. And so, um, yeah, so we've been, I've been there my whole life and moved away um, about eight years after Matt got married, Matt and I got married. Yeah. And so uh, I was born in Grand Forks. Uh, So uh, (laughs) that's not even allowed anymore. You have to go to trail. Uh, Yeah. So obviously we both grew up in the same town. And uh, so we know Grand Forks really well. And, and, uh, yeah, so we, and we love the area there too, mm-hmm. right? So we love, to, we so, love the interior. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Excellent. So, um, your family life growing up, obviously, you know, um, for, for, for those who, who don't know Josie, uh, Alex and Sandra DeBook, uh, that's their daughter. And, uh, they were married at gospel chapel way back when too, I think when what is now our gym was the main sanctuary. Um, so you've got a lot of history here. Matt, what what church did you attend while you were? Uh, yeah, so the church I grew up in. Uh, so, I, well, I grew up in a family of there's seven kids in my family. And so they're all, I mean, they lived in Grand Forks for a lot of years and my parents are still there. So I grew up in the Pentecostal church there. So okay. it's now River Valley Community Church. Yep. and. Yeah, so that's kind of where my roots are, and and so and it's interesting because of course Josie and I grew up in the same town, but growing up in different churches didn't right. didn't ever meet, and no. so yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, Josie, I know I kind of answered some of it for you. Sorry about that, but whatever you want to add there. <laughs> yeah, no. So Gospel Chapel, I was, um, I don't know if the joke was I was born on a pew. Um, <laughs> I, we were there mm-hmm. all the time. It was a huge connection to um, the Gospel Chapel growing up, children's church, youth group. Um, Pines Bible Camp was okay. a huge part of my life growing up, and we had a a real large connection to Gospel Chapel, and that was a huge amount of my memories growing up in Grand Forks was centered around the church and the community there. Yeah, yeah, cool. So you you both grew up grew up in the church, and and uh, as as a kid that grew up in the church myself too, uh, there comes a point on, in your journey where you have to go. Okay, this isn't just because I've always gone to church and mom and dad are Christians, but I have to I have to make this decision myself. And I have to become a Jesus follower uh, outside of riding on everybody's coattails. So uh, just tell us, how, how did you come to faith in Jesus? What led up to that moment? And uh, and what's just, just a little bit of your, your faith journey with Christ? Right. Yeah. So as, as you mentioned, like growing up in church, because our family were there every Sunday. And, and back in those days, too, I mean, Sunday evening services, too. Right. I don't know if- you, you remember those and 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 for me i mean so going to sunday school and all the different programs or the, the kids stuff uh kind of well had a great understanding of the bible early on in at an early age mm-hmm. but, I, but i do I, I recall uh just one of the sunday evening services i was probably around i can't remember the exact age probably around 10 11 years old and 
And it was just along the lines of just the idea that, you know, Jesus, one day Jesus is coming back. And are, are you ready? Are you ready to, uh, are, are you, have you given your life to Jesus? And because the reality is there's the heaven, there's a the hell. And, and it was just such a impacting message for me at such a young age. And I just remember after afterwards at the end of the service, just there was a time of just just to invite Jesus into your heart. And, and so I remember turning around, just praying at the pew and just just uh, just praying, Lord Jesus, come into my my life, and I I, I want to live my life for you. And and so even from since then on, it just been really just committed and just devoted to to grow in my relationship with Jesus. Cool, awesome. And for me, um, I remember when I was five, uh, praying with my mom to accept mm. Jesus. <clears throat> and I, I then recommitted my life as a teenager and was baptized. And so I feel then I made a really, um, again, a really strong commitment that this was going to be my mm. life journey was right. to follow Jesus. And that yeah. really, really started just a, my life journey in this faith. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, uh, so some of our families might be, uh, might be at the point where they have kids at, at Grand Forks secondary school. So obviously you guys growing up here have traveled, uh, that journey. Uh, tell us a little bit. I don't know. I don't know why this came up. It, it's never come up at, for any other interview yet, but it came up as I was prepping for you guys. I thought, tell us a little bit of your high school journey. What was high school like for you guys? And, and especially since it was here. <laughs> well, I didn't actually go to the high school. I okay. was homeschooled. And so there were six kids in my homeschooling group um, for about five years. And <clears throat> mm-hmm. we did everything together. And so I'm still friends with these people to this day and very strong connection. And so we homeschooled together and graduated together. Excellent. Yeah. And so that explains a little bit of why we didn't meet because I did go to the high school there. Okay. And yeah, I mean, whew. Class of '94, uh, so uh, a little while ago. You're aging yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and actually, I, I know a number of the people. Well, I guess they're adults now too. That uh, yeah. at Gospel Chapel, we went to school together, and so, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that high school is not my favorite time of my life and stuff. I mean, everything was all good and all that, but it just I don't know, like when you're in a small small town, and then as a as a Christian, right? It just Mm-hmm. It, it, I, I know there's just some challenges there because you're uh, maybe you're not part of the cool club or things like that. Right. But I do remember just, uh, I mean, I had some great friends growing up through high school there and uh, got was involved in some of the sports like volleyball and soccer. And uh, oof, I remember getting an A in, in cooking class, but that didn't <laughs> stick for the rest of my life. Uh, yeah, so, but just, yeah, some do have some great memories of, of being in high school there too. And actually one of the highlights for me of going back to the high school, uh, was like later as a youth pastor, we mm-hmm. engaged with some ministry opportunities, running youth events within the high school. And so that was kind of surreal going back to the school and using the auditorium and having these large or just these large gatherings of, and, just having just yeah the the gospel being shared within the high school but just in a different right. context and so that was kind of exciting uh to see that happen so yeah great memories cheering on the wolves <laughs> awesome so so you got you're, you're you're homeschooling you're you're at the uh you're at the high school um 
you're at Gospel Chapel, you're at the Pentecostal church. And, and you know, I know there's a little bit of this between these two churches. Um, there, there's been some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a little. Especially, yeah, for sure. What's that? In the past, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so so then how did you guys meet? <laughs> yeah, well, it was. Uh, <laughs> or not. Because, of course, like back then, I mean. Growing up, there was no hangout spot really for youth, I guess. I mean, there was no Dairy Queen. There was no A&W. Right. Uh, and there, well, Red Rob, oh no, sorry. Red Rob, uh, Robin's Donuts isn't even there anymore either. But uh, but it was after A&W was built and wow. we met at A&W yep. one Friday night. Uh, I was there with some friends. Josie came in with some of her friends and uh, just started some conversation and things like that. And so, yeah, that's kind of, that started uh well right away of course i noticed her as she walked into the a and w and who's this you know and uh so it was yeah kind of a neat interaction that we had there i'm all, yeah. it, it's too long to tell the whole story <laughs> well, of but, course uh, one day one day we could probably share it sometime if people are really eager to hear about the story uh-huh. you want to add to that huh? no it was a friday night after youth and he went he was coming from the Pentecostal church at that time, it was called, yeah, and right. I was coming yep. from Gospel Chapel Youth, and we we met mm-hmm. there. So, Okay, so this is while you were still in, like, high school age? Well, I would, yeah, or, Josie was just in her last year of school, and then okay. I was just in my second year at college, and so I, I was just back visiting, and so, right. yeah, so that's where we met. Awesome, awesome. Um, yeah, and then... Obviously, let's let's fast forward a little bit. You said you don't have time to tell the whole story. Um, you you met at A and W. You ended up getting married. How long after? What's what's the what's what's the what's the bookmarks on that? Oh man, that, uh, how long did that take you? Two two and a half years. Yeah, I think two I think. and a half years afterwards. Okay. Yeah, Josie was she got married quite young. Yeah, I was uh-huh. very young. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Um, now uh, you were going to college at the time. Um, what, where where were you going to college? Because I've already heard you've been you were the youth pastor for a while at the Pentecostal Church here too, uh, serving with Randy Ball. Uh, right. So, um, so obviously you sense God's call to ministry fairly early in life. Um, and, and how is uh, for, for for you both individually? Uh, when when did that start? And when did it, was that kind of confirmed in your hearts that you were kind of called to to like a full time ministry thing? Uh, so so answer that individually first, and then maybe as a couple. Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. So for for me, uh, as I. I it, I had a few different church leaders or, or well, pastors, youth pastors kind of speaking to my life, just say, just saying, Hey, Matt, you, there's a call in your life. You know, we just encourage you just to, to pursue this call. And, and, and at that point, I mean, I remember that was more as a, as a teenager, just thinking, ah, I don't know, we'll just have to wait and see. And I took a year off of, of after school just to work. And, and then again, just continue to have, to have some people speaking to my life, just encouraging me to yeah. go to Bible college. And so I went, it's now called Summit Pacific College. So it's right. in Abbotsford. And yep. uh, uh, so I was there for, uh, yeah, well, started going to their, uh, the college there and, and took, originally started off in the music program. And mm-hmm. I mean, I love music. So mm-hmm. I started going that, but then shifted over to the pastoral uh, program. And, and after graduating there, I mean, in between, like, I think I was there for two years, that's when I met Josie and then yep. 
uh, and then went back for two more years. And then Josie came as well for one year. And, but just after that, that's where uh, uh, we came back to Grand Forks and, and just started in youth pastoral ministry. And it was 2000, right? Yeah. It was in 2000 that we started there. And so for me, that was just a call that was that I was answering just really felt, Hey, this is where, where God's called me. And, and I, I, I remember thinking like, boy, I'm never going back to Grand Forks, right. You know, when you <laughs> grew up in the town and then you, you graduate, you leave, my thought was I'm never going back. And right. wow, God put such a burden on my heart to, uh, mm-hmm. to go back to Grand Forks. And so it, it came back. And, and so we were there for eight years serving uh, as youth yeah. pastors at the church there. Wow. That's awesome. So for me personally, um, I think it was always this desire actually for missions, Mm. um, wanting to travel. Uh, I love culture um, Mm -hmm. and knowing people from all over the world. It's been kind of my passion since I was a kid. And so uh, I went to one year of Bible college in the missions program. Mm -hmm. It's called Omega at Summit. And did that for one year. And then Matt and I got married and started pastoring in mm-hmm. Grand Forks. Oh. And so for me, it was kind of this, it was a big word. There was no yeah. direct call necessarily right. to become a pastor or mm-hmm. a youth pastor or anything in particular, but it was mm-hmm. to be a part of the world of missions and being right. a part of sharing Jesus with others for me. Yeah. Cool. So you got, uh, you did eight years here um, as youth pastor over at, at what's now River Valley. Um, where did you go from there? Because um, because I think there's there's some other there's some other journeys you've been on just in your ministry life uh, before we get to the transition to Family Life Canada. Sure. Yeah. So yeah, after uh, Grand Forks, our time there, then we moved to Kelowna and. We're, we served at Evangel Church is the, the name of the church there. And and so, again, in that role was as a youth pastor. I mean, I had a few different roles. Well, I, uh, my first role was as a youth pastor. So that was probably for the first, I think, five, five six years. And then we were there for nine years and then transitioned to uh, more of a well, overseeing. It was, the title was Connections Pastor. So overseeing right. small group ministry and then also overseeing some aspects of young adult ministry, too. And mm-hmm. And so, yeah, we had some, just a great season of ministry there. And so, and then after that, do you want to share where we went after that? Then? After, and this then, was our missions. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was just, it just happened one day. Um, and Matt got an email from a pastor in Saskatchewan asking him if he mm-hmm. would apply for the position at there. And mm-hmm. we just felt like God was saying, go. Mm-hmm. And it was a very direct call. Mm-hmm. We um, said yes. We um, moved to Saskatchewan, and we were there in Saskatoon for two years. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, yeah, and and some great. Well, going over to Saskatoon, wow! Like one thing is that we we discovered is that people there are just amazing. And right. so, if you're from Saskatchewan, you're listening. Uh, we just want to thank you uh, just for being amazing. Uh, just the, the the sense of the friendships that we have and still have right. 
right now it's just uh it's been it was really rewarding for us to be there for for those two years mm-hmm. i mean the winters were a little bit harsh yeah. uh, we <laughs> survived as long as we could and then uh but then after the two years there that's what led into the next transition of right. i think i don't know if you want to go there quite yet but yeah well yeah let's talk about so so i mean that's that's I, i'm just quickly doing the math almost 19 years in church pastoral ministry uh, before switching over to Family Life Canada. So what led to that switch? What, what was kind of the trigger to say, I, we're, we're, we're now in a place where we think this is the best fit for us. Yeah. Well, so when we were in Saskatoon, the role that, that I had there, and it was actually a role that Josie was a little bit more hands-on at that point, just with some of the, she was volunteering at some of her time but I was overseeing uh, the family aspects. So the family ministries and but then also we were overseeing marriage ministry at that point too mm. within the church. And so after the two years there, we just, again, we had a few people uh, just encourage us just to consider joining family life Canada. And just the, the focus there is just with bringing help and hope and strengthening families and marriages Right. And, and so it was great to have some people speaking to our lives because we had heard of Family Life Canada. We had experienced some of their ministries, but never really considered joining the ministry. And so we looked into the Well, and partly because we looked into the ministry at one point and then we realized that it was a, it's a missions based organization. So you have to raise your funds and you raise your support. Right. And at that point, we we're like, no, no, that's that's not us. We're, we're, we, uh, and so. Uh, but then too scary to go. Yeah. Yeah. And, right, right. and, but then we just felt God just putting a, a call on our hearts. And it was after some visits with some certain couples that were really, that were navigating through struggles in their marriage, seeing mm-hmm. some families that were divided and going through struggles and, and also just, uh, well, uh, yeah, I, I would say that was the bulk of it there, right there. And then right. God just putting it on our heart just to take this step of faith. And I remember God speaking to me saying, you know, without without faith, it isn't it's not possible to please God. Right. And right. so just this, this idea that we need to take a step of faith. Mm. And, and if God has called us to this ministry, he's going to raise this. Uh, he'll be with us in the journey of raising support. And so we joined. We went through the, the hiring process with Family Life Canada, and it was yeah. just we were just so impressed with just the mm. people that we engaged with and connected with. And so then we joined Family mm-hmm. Life Canada. Right. And and how long ago was that now? Because I, I think um, that's even after I started here at Gospel Chapel. Like, like it's, it's, it's not that long ago, or, or at least the, the support and uh, for, for us uh, only happened in the last four, four years or so. Well, yeah. So we officially, it was September, 2019. When okay. we joined. So Family of Canada is, uh, the umbrella ministry is Power to Change. Yes. And so we joined Power to Change Ministries yep. in September 2019, went through the staff training. And officially with Family of Canada, we kind of launched in, I would say it was January 2020 uh, or February 2020. But then, of course, then that's when COVID Great hit. Great timing. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, yeah. An awkward, awkward time of year to or yeah. season to join a new ministry. But, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I know, I know a pastor who retired in February 2020, and he's just like, I'm just laughing from the sidelines. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, uh, yeah. So, so um, 
obviously there's been, you know, we've, we support, we support you guys and that came through our missions team and stuff like that. And, and that's been great. And I think, uh, we've had, um, I remember one night we had at the pines, I can't, uh, we were doing a paint night or something, a, a, a kind of a date night there. That was, that was pretty early on, I think, as, uh, when you guys had moved back to, uh, yeah, that was 20 in 2020. Yeah. yeah. T- the summer of 2020. And right. so that's, yeah. 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 So it was kind of in the middle. I think there was a, b- a brief opening there where things were yep. open again after yep. the pandemic started. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, mean, I think it was, lim- it was limited space that was able to, to join in for that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's dive into this and what's, what's going on with family life Canada and with, with you guys. Um, I think you already answered my first question, but, um, yeah. Uh, Actually, the first two questions are already answered. Uh, I, I was going to ask, you know, what drew you to family life? Obviously, uh, your 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 ministry role in Saskatchewan kind of really started focusing you in that direction, um, and, and and then just the confirmation of other mentors. It's it sounds like people really kind of were encouraging you to to head into this direction. Um, and before I get to the next question, maybe I'll, maybe I'll just frame it this way as kind of a, a more open question. But what, uh, what, how do you feel God has uniquely equipped you as a couple for this ministry? Yeah, that's a great, that's a great question. Uh, well, I think just, I would say just the, the ministry experience that we've had, like over the 19 years of connecting, like, because we, it was the majority of ministry time was connecting with youth, but then also that there is connecting with, with parents as well. And so getting to know parents and then getting to hear some of the challenges that they're facing within their marriages, but then also part of our, the role, even in Kelowna, we started launching or hosting some uh, just simple marriage retreats and just right. because even at that point, I mean, God was putting it in our hearts. And I think that was probably around 20, 2016, maybe 2015, 2016, starting to put together some marriage retreats. And that time we were using some resources uh, like, for example, like love and respect was a, a resource that we had used. And, right. and even then just, God was just starting to birth within us, just this heart to see healthy marriages. Right. And, mm. and I think, uh, yeah, so that's kind of, but so we were starting to, I guess, to see just God preparing us that way. And then, of course, when we went to Saskatoon, that was just a furthering of just like God just working in us and and giving us the opportunity to grow in the, this ministry. So we oversaw mm-hmm. uh, Young Marrieds was one of the, right. uh, was it monthly? Yeah, at that point it was monthly, just connecting with Young Marrieds and ensuring them on their marriages, but then hosting again some other marriage retreats and conferences too. And 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 even for us starting to just take it in and, and apply it to ourselves these marriage principles and so I don't, mm-hmm. what would you like to add on to that huh? um i think or i i don't know if uniquely um well i just i feel like we're very different mm-hmm. um, as people and yeah. we have journeyed through our own struggles and mm-hmm. our own um just our differences created so much conflict in our own marriage. And I, and I remember when we started, when we were at Evangel and we started putting on these marriage con- mm-hmm. the retreats and going to marriage conferences and realizing that this information was so beneficial for us. Mm. 
like being able to have the conversations, direct conversations mm-hmm. about our differences and our challenges right. and how much that helped us. And so right. when we, um, we also did a family life um, retreat as well when mm-hmm. we were in Saskatchewan mm-hmm. and that was kind of our first um, a taste of that. And it was, it just helped us so much. And right. I remember thinking, I want this for younger couples because mm. I remember all how couples. for all couples, <laughs> right. but it's correctly like for me, when I was thinking about that, like how much we struggled in mm-hmm. our early years yeah. in marriage, dealing with our differences right? and trying to realizing that our differences are okay. But at that yeah. time, it was like, why are you so different? Right. Um, <laughs> and and we wanted that for other people. Mm-hmm. We wanted to, yeah. to, for other people to experience the help um, that we did for our marriage when we right. took it, these these mm-hmm. uh, resources. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's certainly not. We we don't feel equipped because we have a perfect marriage and we're no. a perfect family. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure, maybe our pictures might look perfect, maybe, but, but yeah. But I would say uh, it's in our weakness, in in our yeah. struggles we've navigated through. Of course, that where we just see God just preparing us for uh, for this time and this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. No, that's 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 great. I think that kind of gets to the, the the core of that question there because. Yeah, because people will come and they'll they'll maybe go to an event like a paint night or a date night thing and they see Matt and Josie and they smile at each other so much and there's so much eye contact and there's probably couples thinking, well, is that is is that real? How 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 can that be authentic? Because I know my marriage and, you know, there's days where I show up to church and it's like, well, I got to put the game face on after what happened this morning, you know, and uh yeah, and and it's it's not our strengths necessarily that equip us for ministry, but our struggles. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, just just to kind of springboard off of that whole thing that you know um, our our journeys equip us for our ministry uh, in the ups and the downs of it all. I was thinking about like First Corinth or Second Corinthians chapter one, where Paul says, you know, it's it's. Uh, it's out of the fact that God has comforted us in our weaknesses. He has shown us mercy uh, so that we can comfort others and, and be be useful in ministry. And I kind of thought of that, and I thought of Rick Warren. Uh, Rick Warren has uh, said a number of times, it's, it's not your success uh, or your education or even your history, but often your brokenness that leads to your best and most productive ministry in God's kingdom. God kind of really has a thing for using the messes that we make <laughs> uh, for his glory. And, and we, we already kind of alluded to, yeah, no, no marriage is perfect, but uh, what's maybe something that you guys have had to struggle through uh, that, that, that you can point, point back to and say, yeah, that's, that was formative for us, but boy, was it hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, well, as, as Josie's already alluded to, like just the aspect of differences I think for us, like we got married at a fairly young age. Um, just well, I was in Josie was just turning 20. I was just in my early 20s. And and so we were probably probably fairly naive coming into marriage, right? It's just you think you know you're with your one true love and it's gonna be your happily ever after. But we didn't realize how different we were. And so it was our differences that really. Uh, probably after our first year of marriage, I mean, because we got through the honeymoon stage and all that, but it was 
realizing that we're very different. And, and I think what often happens, well, what I tried to do was try to make Josie more like me. <laughs> and then, so, uh, cause I mean, why not? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> How's that work out for you? <laughs> yeah, not very well. Uh, but it would it was because I mean, so obviously just not realizing that uh, our, our differences are good, but but also because we didn't have very good uh conflict management tools that mm. we 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 had a lot of conflict like in our early years of marriage and just like and 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 at that point too, like you know, even saying hurtful things to one another and and so having to navigate through that, that was really tough. And, and I remember like, I, I mean, I won't go into all the details, but I do remember like on one um, family trip, our, our kids were very young and we're, we're on this trip. And again, just, I can't remember the whole initial, uh, what the reason was behind the conflict, but I just remembered Josie wasn't apologizing the way that I would. And I just figured, well, you should, I, I want you to apologize to me this way because that's the way I think it should be. And it just, and it just, it really caused a lot of conflict and hurt feelings too. I mean, on Josie's mm-hmm. end, she was really hurt by just the idea that, that I was wanting her to change and be, uh, and do things the way I wanted it to happen. And so that, that was probably one of the the big struggles that we had to go through is just mm-hmm. realizing we're different and that's okay. That's a good yep. thing. It's our, it's learning to appreciate our differences. And that, that's one of the resources that, or highlights that we right. go through with talking about marriage uh, or building a healthy marriage is appreciating our differences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, is there differences? Well, yeah. And then I would say, yeah, the conflict management was mm-hmm. a big one. So, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So um as you guys are working in this um, and doing marriage events and um, meeting more couples wherever they're at on their journey, what are some of the maybe key, I don't know, threads, themes that you're starting to see, or or maybe they've just always been there, uh, but but the last two years has changed a lot for people. I mean, mm-hmm. there were I I know of families who you know. Well, he was gone for like three weeks at a time on his work and then he comes home and then he goes away and then he comes home. But now they were stuck together for months and months and months. And they're like, are we even, do we even like each other? Like, <laughs> what are some of the, con- uh, what, what are some of the issues that, that uh, marriages are dealing with these days that, that you really are, are seeing kind of come to the, come to the surface? What's, what's urgent? Hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I we have noticed that drift in marriages is huge, and so even even hearing that story of that couple, um, there you know there he works away, they come, he comes back for a week, and maybe there was already drift happening, and right. so when they got back together and now they're with each other all the time, they don't really know each other, yeah. right? And so it's like restarting all over again as well as when you're with each other all the time. Mm -hmm. And Matt and I have dealt with this too. Now working together, we're with each other all the time, but that's not, that doesn't mean that we are always making an effort, Mm -hmm. right? Right. To stay connected. Yeah. And so, yeah. So like the drift, what we're referring to is just that just in relationships, like just, if you're not intentionally 
working on your relationship, you will drift apart, right? Mm-hmm. And I think there's a great analogy just about putting like two two bottles into the ocean and just two bottles will never, they they won't drift the same direction. I mean, they'll drift apart right. unless they're tied together in that sense. And so, mm-hmm. so even, yeah, even when you're together, you it's just the, the, the encouragement is to to really invest in your relationship. And we, we one of our resources that we created uh, it was part of this series called Four Weeks to Oneness. And we talked about, we called it conversational oneness. Mm. And just the, the challenge to keep getting to know your spouse. Right. And so just navigating through some questions that you just ask one another and just engage in conversation where you're, because your 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 spouse changes. I, I, actually, it's a quote. Yeah. I think uh, <laughs> it's Lewis, Lewis Smead's pastor and theologian. And he said that, he says something along the lines of like, my, my wife has been married to five different men and each of the men ha- have been me, right? right. It's just the idea that <laughs> he has changed five different times throughout their marriage. And so you have the opportunity, you always have the opportunity to keep learning about your spouse or getting to know right. your spouse more. And so, and that helps prevent the drift that happens. Yeah. Yeah. And then when the other uh, area too that we've noticed is just the area of parenting in the last two years. Right. I mean, it has been, uh, I would say a, a pretty big struggle for families. Uh, well, for, for parents having to navigate through this, all the restrictions, the lockdowns. Uh, I just remember even for us with our, we have three boys, they're all mm-hmm. teenagers. Net, well, Nate's our youngest is 12 turning 13 in September, but having to navigate through, through those two years, it was difficult. And I mean, right. they're li- a lot of missed opportunities that we mm. we had when we were growing up. So in the sense, like with sports, with extracurricular involvement, yeah. and and even school itself, right? Uh, they they were doing homeschooling for a season, which we discovered that <laughs> that was tough for us too. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but it, it was just I, I would say that's an area too where we're as we're talking with pastors and connecting with opportunities for ministry. Right. Uh, we we have this. Uh, parenting workshop and it's one of those workshops where wow we wish we had gone through this workshop when we were younger uh when when we were younger so we could navigate learning to connect with them as at a younger age and then throughout growing up and so but that's one thing you've been hearing more and more is just like do you have any what what do you have for parenting like what resources are there so so that's been a couple of different areas that we've seen yeah, yeah, and I I can say yeah from from my experiences the the last while too is that that's those are the big questions uh, that that couples and parents are at they're it's just like how do we parent in this season mm-hmm. um, things seem to have changed radically um, what's you know being taught at school has changed radically and we don't it's it's kind of taken us off guard. And, and I think too, um, I, I know this for myself, even, even as a pastor is like, how much did I just, uh, don't want to say delegate, uh, that's the wrong word because I'm looking for actually a worse word, uh, but delegated my, my responsibility to disciple my kids to the church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't there for two years. Uh, and what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> and how do I do this? Because it's one thing to do ministry for everybody else. It's another to do it for your own family uh, because they don't really want to listen to dad as much. So uh, this, it's, it's just, I, I think that's, that's starting 
that's come to the forefront for a lot of us. Uh, just just speaking as a parent is that we somehow we miss that we need to disciple our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm not sure why we missed that <laughs> growing up in the church. You know, maybe that was part of it is that we grew up in the church and, and it just kind of happened as we were engaged in the church and went to camp and stuff like that. And here we are now in leadership and it, I, I don't know. It's, it, there's, there's, it's a different challenge. It's a different world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, but of course, as parents, I mean, we do have a great responsibility of discipling our kids and, and teaching them, most importantly, God's word, right? right. And God's, God's will. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so on the flip side of that, there, I mean, there's a lot of struggles and we could probably unpack a bunch of different ways that marriages and families are struggling. Um, but what are you also seeing on the, the positive side of this? What is God doing? What are you seeing God doing uh, in and through the ministry of family life and, and just, you know, in, in the people that you're engaging with? Yeah, I, I think uh, even, well, I think it was last summer when we were, I think we were at, uh, I think it was the first Sunday that everything opened up at the Gospel Chapel. Okay. Yep. And I remember, yeah, it was the first live service. I remember we came and we shared a little bit about what's going on with the Family Life Ministry. But even like, so through through the season that we've just gotten through, one thing that we've found and, and how God just works in mysterious ways. And so even when we thought everything was lost in the sense of like with the aspect of doing ministry and uh, in, even though we couldn't do it in person, we were doing things online mm-hmm. and because typically, I mean, family life Canada would just focus on Canada. Right. And cause we were, that's where we connect live and in-person right. events, but going online, this is again, how we just see God just work incredibly. I mean, over, it was over 50 countries connected with the material and the resources through available through family of Canada. And so it just really opened up the doors to, to minister that way. But I mean, we are really excited about things opening up where we can do live events again. And so we actually just wrapped up uh, a five week marriage workshop uh, at one church here locally in in the Kelowna area. And this is something that we bring to different churches as well uh, in the interior region of BC but it was so exciting to see couples engage in the content and and it was just encouraging for us too because uh-huh. and as we get to share our stories our failures uh-huh. um and i mean people tend to uh, resonate more with the failures than the successes <laughs> Not that we have uh, but it just yeah but those real stories that just connect with yeah. people right and so uh and but of course, doing online ministry is still going to be happening through Family Life Canada because it has been such a, a great way to reach beyond the borders. Right. So, what else on there? Just thinking about like starting in person again, mm-hmm. and one of the things I was really encouraged by um, with this marriage workshop mm-hmm. that we just did was the desire to get help for their for for marriages and we had so many couples come and and it was held at a a church and they advertised and a lot of couples that came weren't connected Mm -hmm. to the church at all and so they just found out about it they're like yeah we need that let's go Mm -hmm. to that and i was really encouraged Mm -hmm. by that that couples are taking the steps they're they're finding out that this is available and they're they're coming Mm -hmm. and so i was really encouraged by that yeah, yeah, that's that's awesome. And, and one thing too, we just is that, I know, 
some couples that come, they do, they need help and, and, and just some wisdom and some tools, but other couples come because they just, they want to just grow in their marriage, right? They might still be at a good spot already. And so we just, we always want to encourage couples to just mm-hmm. invest in your marriage. Even, don't wait, don't wait for the the time where you feel like, Hey, we, we need desperate help. We're, we're right. Counseling, invest in your marriage now. And so it's just the way that we kind of look at it is like it's preventative right. opportunities so that you don't get to the crisis moments, right? Right. So. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome. Uh, yeah. So how can people find out more about Family Life Canada and the events or ministries or or access to even the online stuff? Where where do they need to go? Uh, so the website is the best way, best place to go. So okay. uh, familylifecanada.com. And so that's okay. the website. Uh, or if we're in the neighborhood and we have our booth set up, uh, come by and visit our booth and yep. we would love to chat with you. And because it is, it's, it's something we love to do. We love to connect with mm-hmm. couples or, or and not just about marriage ministry, but like family ministry as well. Yep. And, and there's lots of different opportunities that are available. And so we're actually, well, we're really excited because, uh, well, we're going to be serving at Pines Bible Camp again uh, in summer. We're, we're involved in another camp coming up in Saskatchewan and and then looks like another one at the end of August in the Shushwap. And so just some opportunities uh, that we're excited for. But because there we get to set up our booth and then we get to yep. share these resources and these materials. And mm-hmm. that's something that, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to as mm-hmm. well. Um, but also uh, our emails are, so mine is Matt at FamilyLifeCanada.com. Uh, Josie's is Josie at familylifecanada.com. Okay. So you can email us and we would love to get you some information too. If, if anybody's asked, looking for some, uh, some information on this. Yeah. Awesome. We'll put that, I'll put that in the, uh, the uh, description below. I'll put those links so people can just click on those. Uh, so how can, how can we pray for you guys? What's, what's going on right now and what, what are some prayer needs for you as a, as in your ministry, as your family, yeah. Well, I think ministry focused. Uh, it would be right now. We're taking this the next few months the, just to connect with church leaders. Uh, again, we're already booking into like the fall and in, in, in the new year for this next year of, yep. of ministry. And so, just as we're knocking on the doors, uh, I guess I mean because that's something that that that's part of our ministry, right? We're knocking on the doors, whether it's emails or phone calls, whatever it is. And just sharing the resources, and so just that uh, there'd be some open open doors for us to come and minister, because uh, we that's that's our heart is to just come in and just encourage and to cheer on uh, the local church, right, and and the community too, of course. Mm-hmm. As well. So, so just just praying for open doors in ministry that way. And in right. our region is the interior region of BC. Yeah. So where is it, where is that reaching to and from? What's kind of the boundaries around that because if i go on the i went to the family life website and looked at all the people that are working for family life canada and there's a lot uh so there's like a bunch of guys that work and couples that work just in the lower mainland on the island interior interior bc like that's usually in people's minds that's anything past hope yeah so pretty much (laughs) that's how it is so anything this side of the coca and anything on this side of 
um well the it's the massive part. yeah so it's yeah. <laughs> like, we are aiming to do some ministries further up north as well okay. so the northern region as well that's kind of one of our areas too where it just it's such a broad region so we have to kind of do it strategically so right. kind of in the okanagan west kootenai area and yep. then starting to go up more into the thompson caribou area and then yep. uh yeah so we're we're slowly, well, we're strategically trying to broaden the, the scope there, but, but right. yeah, it's a big area. So that we're, yeah. In. yeah. How about yeah. some family uh, prayer requests? I think um, for our boys, uh, especially they're, they're, mm-hmm. they're getting older mm-hmm. and growing up. I know Liam next year, he'll graduate and thinking about his future. Right. Kate is um, working and full-time right now as a electrician becoming electrician and so he's working hard at that and and nate um he'll be a single child soon (laughs) going going to grade eight yeah and so i think just for them that they would continue Mm -hmm. to serve the lord and that god would be their their focus yeah 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 i think i've uh so so your uh, older boys have been at pines uh, over some of the summers right yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so yeah. yeah, they're they're really excited about being back at uh, Pines for the summer as well. Oh, okay. So they're they're they'll be there for July uh, okay. or, or to the young two younger ones, yeah. and then our our oldest is working. And then I think at the end of camp, so they'll all be back there for teen camp at the oh. end of August. So awesome! That's that's great. Um, now we, we didn't, we didn't formalize this, so I'm not sure if it's even, even open. We didn't pencil anything in, but we were looking to, to, to maybe do something in October. Um, but yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna connect with you guys and, uh, and try to get you out for a weekend. I I think we were looking at doing a family tools kind of weekend where, where we did a Friday night marriage thing and maybe a Saturday parenting, uh, stuff. Uh, so, uh, I know we'll have to email back and forth on that. Uh, but for, for those of you in, in the Grand Forks area and at Gospel Chapel, look forward to, uh, to within the next year, we'll have, uh, we'll have Matt and Josie here to, uh, to do some ministry for us. So, yeah. Oh, and yeah, we're excited about that. So great. Yeah, that's great. Well, uh, that's about all the questions I had. Um, if there's anything else you guys want to add about what's going on in, in life and ministry, I think we've covered a lot of stuff, but, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's been great. Thank you for taking the time uh, to uh, to have this conversation, and we'll uh, we'll look forward to seeing you guys here whenever you get here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's great, and thank you. Yeah, again, thank you, Doug, for hosting this, and we want to thank you, Gospel Chapel, for your support and your prayers, and uh, just the missions team. We just thank you uh, for just coordinating the communication back and forth. We just really appreciate that, and. It's hard to believe. Well, again, it was yeah, last almost a year ago that we were there at the Gospel Chapel, and looking forward to being there live again at some point. So, yeah, it's great. Awesome. Well, thank you, and uh, we will uh, we will see you hopefully in person soon. Yeah. Right. Okay. Great. Thanks so thank much, you. Doug. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah.